If you're hearing this, you have successfully found a wisdom tooth carrying the latest episode of Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul. That means we trust you. And because these recipes are all for the betterment of your survival, it also means we kind of like you too. Don't let it get to your head. Enjoy the show. Good evening and welcome back to the podcast. I'm happy to report that this fun way of posting you and clear recipes for a post-nuclear society has, and I hope you'll forgive this phrasing, blown up. We now have five whole episodes. Who knew we would be around for this long? Certainly not me, most medical doctors, or the provisional government, that is for certain. Listeners, as I contemplate this incredible expansion, I'm reminded of how cells divide, how some unknown surge of energy created two of something from just one, this fruitful mutation repeated again and again. Along the way grew garden eels and goblin sharks, condors and the common crow, humpback whales and human beings. And just like this humble cooking podcast, a great many strange evolutions will continue to occur because of unprecedented amounts of radiation. Yes, as fallout from those fateful missile exchanges continues to seep through the Earth's surface, I think it's fair to say the mere fact that life continues at all is a pretty strange and wonderful thing. One thing I'm looking forward to dividing is the portions of this delicious recipe we're working on today. I am so excited to welcome you back to the fifth episode of Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul. I'm your host, Elaine Martinez. Let's get cooking. But before we can begin, please join me in welcoming today's guest and co-host, Rebecca Heimlin. Thank you for having me, Miss Elaine. Or should I say, doctor? Well, while we are situated here at my place of work, the L.A. Dental Clinic, I'm technically off the clock. Elaine will do just fine. This place is very calm. Why, thank you for saying so, Rebecca. It was between charcoal and lead gray for the color of the dental chairs here, and I think I made the right call, too. You went with a chalk. Lead gray. Lead gray, yes, lovely. It hides spills and stains really well. That's why we've got the hot plate set up carefully upon the seat here with a series of tools splayed out on the movable side tray. It's really nice, Elaine. I feel like I'm about to perform a root canal on this recipe. (laughs) Now, Rebecca, we met a few days ago when I was taking out the trash and you were biking down the alleyway. That is right. It's the fastest and most discreet way to get places these days. Plus, sometimes you can find some good things. You don't say. Like what? Well, last week I found a really good armchair with just one little seam ripped and the stuffing popped out. I just pushed it back in, stitched it right up, and put a corduroy patch over it. Now it's the happiest little chair. Very nice. What else? Oh, what else? Um... Oh, I found a really great water heater. I mean, the pipe was busted, but I just soldered that baby back together and then figured out a way to connect my hand generator right into it so I can take hot showers in 100% non-contaminated water. Maybe the only household in L.A. that can. Oh, my. We haven't had clean hot water in this country since, well, since the first warhead touched down in the valley a few months ago, right? 
Very impressive. Anything else notable found in the alleyways on your bike ride? You, of course. Aww. I mean, I was hoping you were throwing out some old bread. Which I wasn't. As we all know, bread is currently very illegal. Right, but then we got to talking and somehow it came up that I was headed home to make some churros. And that's why you're here with us today. That's right. We're making up some classic churros. My daughter memorized this recipe from her home ec binder. She was in middle school before all this uh, unpleasantness went down. Anyway, recently, every morning, afternoon, and evening is churros, churros, churros. I think that's very sweet that she wants to cook for you. They are very sweet. That's the problem. You're about to get a new patient. I'm sure of it. Yes, for those who have not had this treat before, the missiles, churros are basically fried tubes of dough covered in raw sugar and cinnamon. Yeah, I guess they're probably not the healthiest now that I hear it out loud. But hey, life is short, right? And getting shorter every minute. Well, what do you say we get started then? I say let's do it. I'm just arranging the overhead lights so we can see better. Great. So I noticed you have a smallish pot here. It's my favorite and also only one quart saucepan, yes. And I also see a mixing bowl and a rubber spatula. Wonderful. Yes, here at Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul, everything is top of the line, or it was at some point in time. Excellent. You've prepared a lovely cooking space and I've brought you our ingredients. Let's take a look. Salt, sugar, cinnamon, and I also see flour, vegetable oil, and canola oil. Oh my, two types of oil. These are fancy churros. Oh, you flatter me. These are really just basics you can get at the weekly ration swap or may even just be hanging out in the pantry of a who's ever home you'll bunker down in. Check it out. One person's cherished treasures is another person's loaded goods. You also brought a thick Ziploc bag and a small paper sack. True. Those will come into play later. For now, would you mind showing me how to turn on this contraption? I think I can manage that. This thing we have arranged on the seat is a handy old propane-powered hot plate. It's been a little finicky lately, so let me just see if I can... Hmm. It's not engaging. Oh! Ah! Just a medium-sized ball of flame there. Had that gas on for a little too long before lighting. I should know better. <laughs> oh, danger can be silly sometimes, right? I'll see if I can get that in working order after the show. In the meantime, in this small pot goes one half cup of potable water. I believe you said you would have that prepared? Certainly. Going in. Wonderful. Next, we add in one tablespoon of both white sugar and vegetable oil, and then a pinch of salt. Then we bring it to a boil, like it is right now, okay? Wow. Little baby cooks fast. Sometimes even I struggle to keep up with her. Okay, we'll turn this heat way, way down. Maybe off. Normally, that part takes the longest. Nice, right? What's next, Rebecca? Great. So now we'll just pour this boiled water mixture into the big bowl here. And we're going to gradually mix in a half a cup of flour with this handy rubber spatula. Let's say while you fold in the flour, I'll wash out this pot in the hand sink in the back room. We'll let our listeners have a little break and enjoy a small ad in the meantime. How does that sound to you, Rebecca? Sounds perfect. I'd love to see if I still have eyebrows from that small five-ball we unleashed. <laughs>
lovely. Listeners, I'm once again asking you to stay very still for the duration of the break. You never know who is out there scanning the thermal print of your body's movements through closed doors. We'll be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by the Los Angeles Ration Swap. Located at the long-abandoned car wash at 8th and La Brea, the weekly ration swap is where you can exchange the rations allotted to you by your district with others. Are you Silver Lake residents tired of your weekly dose of shoegaze albums? Trade 7 or 8 to a felon Venice who has given more tahine seasoning than he knows what to do with. Folks in West Hollywood are rumored to be overflowing with coconut water, so maybe our friends in Long Beach feel like trekking up to trade their verified wealth of zap and apple sour punch straws. Remember, the ration swap is overseen by the provisional government's horde of administers, so martial law abides. That means no bread and no complaining. Come down to 8th and La Brea, the L.A. ration swap, where your scavenged garbage is another person's treasures. Now back to the show. Thank you for returning to the show, listeners. I know each and every moment you devote to podcasts such as this represents actual passing time on your aging body and waning spirit. I'm so grateful for your dedication to content on your journey for true contentment. We're working on a churros recipe brought to us by friend Rebecca Heimlin and a middle school home ec binder. We left off with Rebecca folding in some flour to our mixture of boiled water, salt, sugar, and vegetable oil. It's important not to overmix so you'll get really tough churros. And I've reset the station that includes a small clean pan and a now fully functional hot plate thanks to Rebecca's handiness. Thanks, Rebecca. Elaine, it was not only a pleasure, but a hazard. So that mixture appears to be holding together. What's next? We're about to get into the fun part. You have to have your wits about you, but it's a good time. I use this thick Ziploc bag you mentioned earlier and put the dough right in here. While I'm transferring that, can you get the canola oil heating up? We're going to be very thrifty here and use just half of that quart of oil. Sure thing. Phew. Works like a charm now. Do you have a pair of scissors, Elaine? Possibly somewhere. Will a scalpel do? Oh, um, sure. I'm just slicing one of the bottom corners of this bag straight across. Now, I don't want noodles, but I certainly don't want these churros to be too thick either, or they won't cook all the way through. Better to be cautious and start small, but I happen to know from experience that right about uh, here is the perfect size. Looks to create an opening the size of a nickel, the old American five-cent piece, that is. That's about right. Now I see that the oil is starting to look ready. Uh, Precisionists will want this to be 375 degrees. The more lackadaisical cooks like myself will just kind of roll with it, knowing that some will be just a little undercooked at first, and we'll just try our best not to burn the absolute life out of anything along the way. I'm with you tonight, Rebecca. Like Thelma and Louise, let's get going. Oh, I almost forgot. Quick, take this paper bag and throw a further cup of white sugar and just a little bit of cinnamon. Less than a teaspoon. Yeah, that looks good. This is how we're going to coat them after we take them out of the oil, right? Yep, you have paper towels. Well, I have these paper bibs with the curly cord we clip onto patients. That'll do. Lay those out towards the foot of this chair. This oil is ready chattering away. I have a metal slotted spoon at the ready. 
Let's doula these churros. We're just going to pop this dough straight into the oil in small batches. Let them turn a nice golden brown in the course of about a minute. Maybe less than we fish them. Ouch! Hi, Doyle. I'm all right. Here are those paper bibs. We can let them rest for just a few moments. Then you just throw them in the sugar-filled bag and shake, shake, shake. Wow. And then we repeat. I can't believe I've never made these before. I can see why your daughter enjoys this so much. Right. This whole thing took about 10 minutes, prep and all. What a fun and easy recipe. And we both know that any good churro has a solid partner. I don't have the time or the patience to whip up any real chocolate sauce, but I do have a... A chocolate hazelnut spread. I threw in just a smidge of hot water just to sauce it up. It's not perfect, but it is. Mmm, delicious. Exactly. Wow. I'm suddenly remembering visiting my aunt and uncle in Chicago when I was a kid. They, they used to run out and get these from this little churro truck that posted up near their house. There was always one weekend morning when cooking for me and my siblings was too much to hassle with. I almost forgot about those mornings. Full of laughter, sugar-coated fingers, warmth. They seem so distant and unreal. So are these like as good, better? Rebecca, I think these are wonderful because they bring new memories that are not paired with my dearly departed relatives. Oh, stop. They're that good. I can't wait to tell Ella you love them. She's going to be so happy. Well, it's true. I'm so thankful you could be here to share this recipe with us. Elaine, it was my pleasure. Now it's getting late. Will you be okay biking home? Oh, sure. I usually just swing my bulky chain lock around like a lasso as I ride, screaming. People generally don't mess with me. Well, you simply can't be too careful these days. Would you like me to affix a couple of scalpels onto the end of your bike lock for added menace? Oh, Elaine, what a charming idea. And there. That epoxy dries in just a minute. Looks good, don't you think? I always thought I should carry mace as a woman. Thank you so much, Elaine. Thank you. Ride safe. Here's your half of the churros. Never safer. Would you mind holding the door open for me? I'd love to just ride out straight from this building. Of course. Cool. I'm ready. Bye, Elaine. Goodbye. What a wonderful guest. I am so lucky to have run into her as she rummaged through my garbage can. When I consider the complexities of my own internal self, I must remind myself of the vast nuance that every human being possesses. Like peeking into the lit windows of homes as you drive by in the night, we are all infinitely and sometimes painfully alike. And yet I am warmed by the thought that, although so much seems to separate us, we are bonded by the extreme unlikelihood of our continued existence. We are truly one cell divided, and yet paradoxically we are also one cell multiplied. I'd like to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you consider reaching out to me at Elaine Martinez, DDS at LADentalCare.org to purchase the rights to and subsequently enjoy these churros brought to us by our friend Rebecca Heimlin. If you can't afford to buy permission to replicate this incredible recipe, 
you can always at least share this podcast with those you love and trust. Maybe they can buy the rights for you. Join me next week for an exciting guest whipping up an untested recipe. As for now, this has been Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul. I'm your host, Elaine Martinez. Not crying, hugging you. Good night. This episode of Elaine's Cooking for the Soul was written and directed by Allison Slice and produced by Mackenzie Mazel. This show is brought to you by the Period Network. Story by Allison Sliceman. Elaine Martinez was voiced by Rosa Delgado. The part of Rebecca Heimlin was played by Rosa Delgado. What a talent! Seriously, go follow Rosa at Rosa D and say something nice when you do. The Courier Bravely Transporting Elaine's Episodes was voiced by Rachel Wong. Logo design by Dick Cheney. Yikes! Special thanks to Jason Smith and to our friend Carmelita Ramirez-Sanchez over at the Boyle Heights Arts Conservatory. If you're wondering why we always thank the Boyle Heights Arts Conservatory, it's because this organization fosters some incredible talent through their programs. It's how this podcast ended up with such a wonderful and talented lead. Without them, this show might have missed out on having Rosa Delgado. How wild is that? Elaine's Cooking for the Soul now has a Patreon. If you feel like supporting the show with a dollar, five dollars, or even more, go find us over at patreon.com. Patrons get to hear our guest interviews and enjoy other exclusive Elaine's content. And it's just a great way to connect with us and support what we're doing. If you're still alive and listening, that's great news! Please rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with your fellow survivors. It's the only way anyone will know we still exist. Or at least, did exist at some point. You can also follow Elaine on Twitter at Elaine's Cooking, or on Instagram at Elaine's Cooking. You can email us at DDS at ladentalcare.org. That's E-L-A-I-N-E-S... Well, just... Rewind 15 seconds if you need to hear that all again. Every recipe we use is achievable with a can-do attitude, a stovetop, and approval from the interim government. We'd love to hear your apocalyptic recipe ideas and see your attempts at what we've cooked up this week. Remember, boil your water and never give up. Until next time. Congrats on making it to the end of another show. Not everyone did, you know. Keep telling only those you trust where they can find this podcast and kindly return the USB drive. Darn it. I meant return the wisdom teeth to their proper spot so others may access the episode. In the meantime, keep living and find us again next week.